Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode nine of season two. Love that intro now. That definitely gets it pumped up. I'm your host, oh, Eric. Absolutely. Main man over there, Ron. Yep, you? you were wrong again. I know. I can't get it right. I'm Almost. Right. So close every week. Every week. So, obviously, a lot to unfold this week in the sports world. We are going to start off with the big story coming out of Duke University, and that would be uh, Coach Mike Shostevsky, who will be coaching in his last game at home for Duke after an amazing 42-year career at Duke. Overall, your impressions of Coach K, who's on the screen right now? Well, um, yeah, he's going to be on the screen right now. There he is. Um, well, you know, he's been a constant figure in college basketball. Um, as far as we know, I mean, I don't know of any really major problems that you know, has come his way. Um, and if he, if, if it did, then he handled it and, you know, uh, well enough that people don't know about it. You yeah. Know? So again, to your point, uh, you know, very quiet career where it came to scandals. Uh, I, I can remember one way back where I think it was a drunk driving case where, you know, the, the kid, got his license, you know what I mean? Not taken away or suspended because he was a Duke player. Something to that effect. Nothing crazy, though. Nothing. Yeah, that's like some you know, of these that, scandals look, that we've seen in the past with some of these. A college student. I mean, that is nothing to me. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's not smart by no means. Um, but, I mean, that's, you know, that happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, if you, I, I, I looked at some of the numbers. So, with Duke, just Duke alone. 1,429 games he coached, 1,123 wins with only 306 losses. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. 15 ACC championships, 12 Final Four appearances, five national titles. He had nine goals and two bronze with the U.S. national team as well. So where would you put him among coaches? And I mean just coaches of any sport. Yeah. I would say he's he's in the top five. I would have to say he's in the top five. Just the talent that he developed when you talk about some of the players, uh, you know, the Christian Layton is the Grant Hills, uh, you know, the Jay Williams, the three of the guys we're going to talk about in triple play today, but uh, Zion, who's now in the NBA, like just he's been able to go through 42 years and it's changed. College basketball is in the same. A lot of it's one and done. They're lucky you get these kids for two, three years now, and they're out of the league. He was back when it was a four-year project, and you right. worked this kid up. And yeah. he was able to do it that and during that era and to, to today. So, again, listen, the Boston Celtics have Jason Tatum. Yeah. He came from Duke. Uh, and, and, again, here we go. Another young kid came out early. But you can see the talent and what he was able to develop from college to make, make sure they were quality pros. So, yeah, and that's, right. and that's another thing that gets overlooked a lot of times. It's the the quality of the human coming out of that program. 
Like, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, like you can just look at Jason Tatum, you know, he, he's, he's not, you know, yeah, over the top money. and, you know, yeah. always, you know, running his mouth and stuff like that. But you look at all these players, you know, Grant Hill, another one, just, you know, calm, you know, he grew up and, and he's a good human. You know, so that's what you're seeing coming out of that program. And that is a good thing. You know, it, it, he's not bringing out bullies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, he definitely teaches them to be um, respectful first, respect the game, respect people. Yeah. Uh, one of the stories I heard is, uh, you know, just how he would teach you life lessons that regardless if you play basketball after college, you are going to have – an opportunity to be a, 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 to your point, a good human outside of basketball. Yeah. And it and seems like I a lot of those players can also, you know, further their career inside the broadcast booth. Cause they're well-spoken, you know, that, so they have, you know, more options to stay in the game as well. Yeah. yeah. And some details on the game. So this is going to be a very interesting game tomorrow night. Average ticket over $5,300. Fourth, fourth highest of all time. Three Super Bowls are ahead of it, and that's it. Wow. Which is insane. They're saying the highest ticket right now is going for over $50,000. And that's just to see him coach the last just game. The at last home. game at Cameron. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, you think about what he's meant to that program in Duke. And listen, we've lost a lot of good coaches uh, due to retirement. You know, Roy Williams last year. Yeah. And again, another coach that if you talk about just the resume and the, their careers, but coach K by far, one of the best college coaches of all time. I mean, I would probably put him, but John Wooden. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, then, there's slim then, company. It's very after that. I mean, I would put yeah, him I'm second, not, third. I, I couldn't really, I can't even think of a second. I would I'm, probably I'm not K even out. sure I'd put him number two, to be honest with you. I'm not sure just because of, not only the longevity and the wins, you know, the win-loss percentage. Um, and, and like I said, it's the the actual program itself. Yeah, and he coached at Ar uh, Navy or Army? Army. Navy. Uh, yeah, first. And it was only – he only coached a, a few years. But his win percentage overall, 76%. Yeah, that's craziness. And you're talking about 40-plus years. To win seventy-five or more percent of your games is pretty impressive. We're doing yeah, I mean, yeah. and we're in the fifties. <laughs> you're, you're talking about, um, you know, a select group of coaches, you know, in any sport. Just uh, to have that kind of a record, I mean, it's certainly not going to be in baseball. Nobody in baseball yeah. can do that. You know, um, you're looking at may maybe basketball. And football are the only two sports where you can compete with those numbers. Yeah, and not even close. I think what Belichick's at sixty something percent. Yeah, and so to him the greatest coach right now in the NFL. Right, right. So you look at those numbers, and it's pale in comparison to yeah. what Coach K has done. And so I, I'm excited to watch that. See, I see his reaction. I, I want to see does he show emotion? That what's the What's the, the game? Thing. Who's the, Who's they're playing? playing? North Carolina. That's what I thought. That's why I we'll was like when I was too. putting the colors up and I was yeah. like thinking North Carolina. Yeah, we went with Duke Blue today. Yes. Duke Blue. Um, Dan, thanks for joining. 
NFL. Let's move on to the NFL. So great job, Coach K. Uh, great career. Well, hopefully we get to uh, see him and what he does in the tournament too. So let's just remember he's still, got, he's still got a little bit of time left. We're on the NFL. And the NFL, a lot is going on even just today. And Amari Cooper is likely to be released by the Dallas Cowboys. Do you agree with the move? Uh, I, first of all, I think it's dumb. Why would you get rid of him? Uh, 20 um, million reasons. Uh, yeah. That is, so he's guaranteed that, $20 million after March 20th, what, five days after the new league year starts. And obviously they're not going to pay him $20 million guaranteed. It's all guaranteed. No. I mean, I mean, I understand the point of doing that, but after last season, how it ended for the Dallas Cowboys, the last thing you need is to take away pieces yeah. from that offense that yeah. so just Manny, bumbled the playoffs. Manny has joined us and I know Manny, uh, he is a Dallas Cowboy fan. So I'm sure uh, he's got to be living. He's, he's not surprised, he says, because it's the Cowboys. And I looked at it in, in a couple different ways. If you look at what he means to Dak, Dak struggles without him on the court, uh, on the court, on the on field. The field. Yeah. And if you look at from a standpoint of the completion percentage, his QBR, Dak Prescott, this is a bad decision by the Dallas Cowboys not to try to work something out to maybe extend him versus releasing him. And the reason why they released them is because they've tried to make trade offers and nobody wanted to pick up that $20 million. Now he's able to go out into the free agent market, sign for whatever he wants to. There's going to be a team obviously that signs him because he's still a quality wide receiver last year, some injuries, 68 receptions, 865 yards and eight touchdowns, but he's a thousand yard receiver, 80 plus catches normally when he's healthy. I'm questioning why at this point when Dallas honestly probably had their best season in quite some time, you would decide to get rid of, you know, Amari Cooper at this point when you need him. Yeah. Look, and um, Manny, I think he hit the the nail on the head right there. Um, the guy that they should have released is, is is their running back you know yeah i'm telling you that's the guy that they should have released because look like the league has already proven that running backs can be a dime a dozen like you can find a running back it is a lot easier to find a running back that can that can do enough in that offense and you already have a guy that's second on that depth chart yeah that could take that spot and do enough to, to release, you know, Zeke is, is probably the best option instead of the receiver. But I know the $20 million is there. But, you know, it's – that's this is going to – Dallas is going to be a mess, I think. Yeah, unless I they re-sign were, somebody. Yeah. I don't know? think we replace him, his numbers, what he meant. And I think he also made a lot of those other wide receivers better. Yeah. And I yeah, think – you, you know, know what I mean? You, you, you know, was a C.D. Lamb. But, you know, having, having a – and Amari Cooper on the other side of the field right, right. definitely takes some pressure off for some of the other guys. And, and to your yeah. point, look, I'm not saying they should have got rid of Zeke, but they should have at least tried to explore how they could have worked this contract out to right. keep him. Um, I think to hurt Dak in this way at this point doesn't make sense because I truly believe they were on the cusp of possibly being 
a Super Bowl contender. Um, we've made jokes in the past, but this was as close as I think I've seen them where I said, look, they finally figured out on defense what they need to do. You know, you got Micah Parsons, who's one of the best young right. linebackers in the game today. So you have a, a stud on defense. You've got your number one quarterback. You had a number one wide receiver. If Zeke could even perform it to 75% of what he was, to me, they're a contender. Yeah. And now you just got rid of a, a giant piece of that. I, I feel like the Cowboys take a step back, may not even win the NFC East with this move if they don't replace him properly. Yeah, and look, we, we we know how hard it is to find, you know, a piece, you know, in the NFL. It's not easy because there's so there's so many details on on how to to get the right pieces. Look, we know that that Cooper was performing when he was in there. You know, he was the offense was a fine-tuned machine until, you know, the postseason. Yeah. But that is – that's preparation. That's a preparation problem. It's more coaching than anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. They had, a, they had a better coach. They win that game. Yeah. They win that game in the playoffs. Right. And we're not having this conversation because I think no. they, they, they got to the NFC championship game. Yeah. So, you know, you'll, you'll look at this now – if if they don't replace Cooper, uh, like you said, it's going to be a step back, and you might replace him with someone, but they might not have that 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 um, cohesiveness that Cooper and Dak had, yeah. and that that is important as well because you know you could have great receivers and you might not have a connection with that quarterback. Look at Cleveland. With, with Beckham, you know, you look at the Patriots when they've had these all stars come in and they haven't been able to do it. You know, it, it's the same thing. It's it's very rare. Again, they've four years together. Uh, you saw the cohesiveness, as you said. It, it it just makes sense that they would have tried to keep them. So the the interesting part of this, and we're going to move on to another team that to me starting to sound like or look like the Rams of this season where they're going to try to load up to win a Super Bowl. And that's going to be the Buffalo Bills. So Amari Cooper, I wouldn't be surprised. His name gets mentioned here as well, because there's been some names mentioned for Buffalo and possibly signing with Buffalo. One of them being Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. And a possible trade for Saquon Barkley. They are trying to add pieces. Now, Saquon, obviously with the injuries, has not been what we expected him to be. He's only had one good year. But the potential is there for him to still be a top-notch running back. And especially in that kind of offense, if you think about what they could possibly do with those kind of pieces with Stefan Diggs, and now in the draft, that would change their whole complexion of they're probably just looking on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to lose some guys and maybe on the offensive line. Buffalo, to me, is one piece away from going to the Super Bowl. I can't see them not trying to sign some of these guys. I mean, how do you feel about it? No, well, you know, like you said, they, they might not even have been one piece away. You know, like a play here or there, and it's different. Yeah. You know, so they might have had the pieces. They might have just came up a little short 
Are, are you bringing I'm up the overtime the rules change again? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. The right. overtime so, rules stinks. Yeah. So, so I think, honestly, if they're smart, they're going, they're going all, all in on this. Yeah. I, I, I think. Pick up whatever but, pieces. Listen, they, and a lot of these guys will sign for less because they know you're close. Right, and that's the thing. So some of these guys that are going that are free agents, I think, are going to re-sign, and maybe for you know a little less towards the cap and a little more in their pocket. Yeah, more guaranteed contracts. Yeah. So, so you know, so they'll take less because they want to win a Super Bowl, and they might do some of those players might do a one-year deal just for that reason. Yeah, I could see and it. And then. You know, hope it all pans out, and then they get a huge contract at the end of the season because they know they're close. Yes, they have Kansas City to go through again, and they have Cincinnati that looks like they're going to be for real. You know, I know a lot of critics are saying oh, it was just a one, you know, one shot deal, but I think they're for real. I think you know they're going to be back at it again next year, and. Uh, you know, and and you'll have a couple of other teams that are going to contend as well. So, so here's an interesting piece, though, and it's just got announced as well. Cole Beasley has requested a trade, and their Buffalo Bills have uh, granted him permission to seek a, a seek a trade. You see, I don't understand why he wants to be traded. I have no idea. It's like you're close to was, winning a championship. What are you I would doing? If New England is smart. Y'all pouncing on this quick. I know it's an you know a division rival. They may not want to trade with you. It's going to be very difficult to to pull off a trade. But if possible, what are we lacking in our offense that we we didn't have last year? The Julian Edelman's, yeah, the Wes Welker, the Troy Brown, that slot receiver that just takes some pressure underneath away and able to do some things that we weren't able to do last year. I like Jacoby Myers. He's not a slot guy. If New England's smart, if this kid wants out, he fits the mold perfectly with that kind of offense. Yeah. So that would be a, a, a piece that you take away from Josh Allen. That's pretty big. Right? And Manny just said it. Beasley's very underrated. He does a lot for you. Yeah, but there's only one problem with that. It's a division rival, and they are not going to trade him to the Patriots. Look, stranger things have happened. It's not going to happen. We we trade Lawyer Malloy to the Buffalo. Okay, that was when we knew that Buffalo was not a contender. <laughs> yeah, but they might look at us the same way so, now. Who no, says that Buffalo's no, looking at that way? They don't. <laughs> so there you go. They blew us out by 30 points in the playoffs. They might just say, yeah, take the guy. He's not going to do look, anything for you. I mean, if the Patriots could pull it off, that would be great. It's not going to happen because there's no way Buffalo wants to trade anything to New England under any circumstance because they know that it may only take one player to make New England a contender. Yeah. Because right. well, Belichick well, is that good. So this is the great segue of why. what do the Patriots look for in the draft? So obviously the combines have started. We've seen a lot of things going on with uh, some of the players that are in there. What should the Patriots be looking for in the draft that will help this team next season take the next step, right? There's, there's a few positions. Next step. Yeah, because they what have – look, 
they got they've got some issues. And linebacking linebackers and the offensive line are the two things that are are glaring. And you can even throw in a defensive lineman. You know, but I think linebacker and I think an offensive lineman are two like really important pieces. Like I know look, I know we need a receiver. I know we need a receiver. Did a mock but, but tight end the Patriots don't draft end. well in receivers yeah. and Hunter it's Henry. almost pointless. Hunter Henry, Dan. We don't need a tight end right now. No, we don't. I did a mock draft. And oh, as boy. I was doing a mock draft, Nakobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia. Yeah. Should be available at the 21st pick. Right. When you talk speed, you talk all over the field. This kid, if they're smart, again, linebacker, you're right. I was yeah. able to get in the second round John Michi, the third wide receiver from yep. Alabama. Yeah, I know now, who he is too. You build up just like Chase and Burrow did in Cincinnati. You give yeah. Mac Jones a receiver he knows, feels comfortable with, and can stretch the field. All of a sudden, you've just changed the whole complexion of the team. Yeah, because you're getting a linebacker that yeah he's not he's not going to come out and be the impact of like Parsons. It's going to be pretty good though. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be pretty be, good. He can't be any worse than what 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 they have no. now. You're no. talking about aging linebackers who don't have any speed. No, Hightower needs to go. Like he's just he's just awful this past season. Yeah. Awful. Hightower's done. Van Noy to me is is a. A good piece to yeah, come off. Player. Player. Like, okay. yeah, you put them in, in key situations. I could see it. And Jamie spell, Collins, if they you know, guys. Again, right? But, yeah, all the top guys you need. Uh, we need to, to upgrade that position. But don't forget, listen, if I'm also one of these scouting uh, personnel from the Patriots, I'm I'm sitting my butt down in a seat and I'm watching some cornerbacks because J.C. Jackson's walking. It, it's uh, it's The writing's on the wall. They They're not going to franchise him. He's looking for a hundred million plus a year. It ain't gonna happen for in New England. It is not gonna happen. And then offensive line, Trent Brown, we're not sure if they're gonna be able to sign that tackle. And we saw what the Rams did to borrow in the Super Bowl with a young quarterback. Hmm. If you don't have somebody to pr- protect him, especially on his blind side, it's gonna be a long year for Mac Jones and he takes a, a, a step back. We don't need him to regress. Yeah, and Mac Jones is not um fleet of foot either yeah yes <laughs> like like burrow can run a little <laughs> mac jones is not a runner <laughs> dan said overlay of ohio state what position does he play dan and so you know again I, I think new england look there's a couple of pieces but as i did that mock draft i said these guys fall and michi had the injury so he's going to be available yeah he's going to be available so new england if they're smart, that the, the I, especially those four positions: linebacker, wide receiver, cornerback, and uh, offensive line. I agree with you on right. the offensive line piece. I think the defensive line they're pretty they're pretty well set. Barmore is going to be a legit player. He seems like yeah. he's 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 good. Oh yeah, he, he did all right. Maybe a pass rush at the end. Maybe right. That's what I was I was yeah. kind of referring to. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But look, you know, it's like they might even address the line through free agency, so they might not go and draft one. 
Yeah, they could listen. So, they, they don't have a lot of money to spend, so they're gonna have to figure that out as well. Like they, you, like you can, you can go out, get a cornerback, and hope that he plays as well. You know, like J.C. Jackson. You know, if he can replace, so if they can replace somebody that can grow into that position throughout the course of the season, um, that's doable as well. Because you're not just gonna go and sign somebody, you know, as a free agent. Because if that was the case, then you'd just re-sign J.C. Jackson. Yeah. So, so yeah, you could draft somebody and, and hope that they, you know, build up through that draft. But, again, if you don't have a pass rush, then yeah, not having that cornerback is yeah. going to make it doubly yeah. worse. Yeah. And if you're a bad cornerback, you're susceptible because if you're not getting to the quarterback, that just gives the wide receiver more time. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're going. All right, my friend, let's move on to the triple play. And we were going to keep in the spirit of the Duke Blue Devils and Coach K. We decided we were going to rank three of Duke's all-time greats. And that would be Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, and Jay Williams. And we're only doing it from their college career. So obviously, when they hit the pros out of the three, Grant was the only one that actually did anything in the pros. Um so your pro career, college career, who you start and who you bench and who you cut in your first this week. Yeah. Oh, joy. Um, so not an easy one. No, it's not. Um, but I'm going to go with Christian Leitner as my starter because look, he look at his college career. That like, shot in the metal. Lane, that shot. New Jersey. That shot. That's all that I know that no matter what year. What tournament? That shot yep. always gets shown. You'll that's never right. not remember that shot. That's right. And that's why I go with with Christian Leitner as my starter. Um, the other two, kind of a toss-up for me. Um, but I'm going to go Jay Williams as my, as my bench. Okay. Um, and hard to believe that I'm cutting Grant Hill. Yes, I, I am surprised. <laughs> but... You know, I, I just like what the other two, you know, bring to the table as far as college career. Yeah. Obviously, Grant Hill grew into yeah. something, you know, yeah. like way better. And you he's think an, about he's if, an all-star. If Grant Hill didn't have the injuries he had in the pros. Yeah. We'd be talking about him as like that Kobe type yep. of player. Like Absolutely. Just dominant. And Absolutely. Unfortunately, injuries um, definitely derailed his career. Yeah. At some point, but I uh, love the list. I thought that was great, but I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Yeah, of course you are because you <laughs> think you're right. And, you know, no, I know I'm right. No, no. And I'm going to no. tell you why. So I'm starting Christian Lane. I agree with you. Yeah. I think just what it's he that matters in college, what he was able to do 16.6 points, 7.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, two championships. So they nope. won two championships with Duke, but you got to bench Grant Hill all around player, 14.9, six rebounds, 3.6 assists. Also a two-time champ. Yep. So when you look at it that way, both of them won. Jay Williams actually averaged more uh, points per game in yeah. college than both of these. 19.3, which I didn't know. Right. And, uh, that's why I'm taking him. But he only won one championship. So I went with the other two because of the two championships. I'd want, again, in my college career, it's short. You only get, if you're lucky, four years out of a player. I'm getting 50% of that time I'm winning a championship with those two. And that's the way I looked at it. But listen, they're all 
tremendous college players. Yeah. When you talk I went about with college, the points, you know, points coming off the bench. Yeah. You know, that's that's why I went with um with I Williams. Gotcha. You Listen, know, we all coach a different way. We're all different GMs. Yeah. We all look at things differently. That's yeah. what makes sports fun. That's what I makes guess. sports fun. <laughs> Unless you have a bad GM. Yes, that's a good call. Good call on that one as well. Buffalo. So <laughs> wow. Not Buffalo Bills, Buffalo no. Sabres. Sabres. The hockey. Yeah. NHL. Throwing some shots here. Yeah. Let's talk some NBA. Okay. What do you think uh, about uh, Durant returning to the Nets last night in the loss? Should the Nets be concerned about their playoff outlook? Uh I don't I don't think so because don't they, they have other guys that they gotta come back to. So, so this is the concern. Kyrie, <coughs> part-time. Ben Simmons, we're unsure of what's going on. If the playoffs were to start today, and it was the one-game play-in, they'd be playing in Toronto, mm -hmm. which means Kyrie Irving could not play. If Durant mm -hmm. is the only one that's got to carry the team, and we saw it last night, he, he came back and looked like Kevin Durant. 30, yeah. 30 points, you know, he was efficient. Such a good player. They had a 16-point lead that they, they allowed to, to you know, a comeback. And, and unfortunately, in his return, you're asking him to do a lot. Look, he, they're 32 and 32. They're 10 games behind first place. So, obviously, first place in the East, they're, they're nowhere near that. They're not going to happen. Yeah, They're only one game ahead of Charlotte and Atlanta, mm -hmm. which would take them out. Of the playoffs. Right. Right. Two and a half uh, ahead of Washington in 12th. So I looked at strength of schedule. Washington and Atlanta both have an easier schedule than Brooklyn. Charlotte has, has a, a the 22nd hardest remaining. But again, nobody over 500. None of these teams play each other the rest of the year as well. So that, to me, puts Brooklyn at a disadvantage because you'd want to play these teams and beat these teams. Because then you kind of ensure your own destiny. Now you're playing yeah. other teams, you know, that you have to hope these other teams beat them. I'm I'm a little concerned that they don't make the playoffs. As crazy as it sounds, to me, not having all three of them, and even when they come back, we don't even know what they look like together. Because they never get to play with each other. Well, you would so you're talking that this team might be the most disappointing team in the history of the league. I would put them uh, two right behind the Lakers this year's Lakers. I don't know if I'd put them behind the Lakers this year. I don't know if I'd do that because look, this team, this team was supposed to win it. Look, this team with. Durant and when they had Harden, you know, and Irving, okay, like there was, there was no question that they thought they had the championship team and they thought they were going to do this last year and they didn't do it. And this year has been a complete disaster, you know, between injuries and people not wanting to be there. And, you know, just, it's just another excuse every single game. You know, and here we are. Now we're talking, they might not even make the playoffs. And if they don't, that that would be a disaster. A disaster. Yeah. 
I agree. Because then what you got to break them up. You can't yeah. afford to keep trying to keep these two together and add a third piece. And then and you got to wonder, okay, so what's Ke what's Kevin Durant thinking? Like, you know, if this blows up and he doesn't make the playoffs this year, uh, he's going to be livid because he, he won't want to be there. Can I say, I know it was down to two teams when he finally made his decision to go to Brooklyn. Made the wrong one. The, the, the second team was Boston. I know. If you think about him and Tatum right now together, yeah, with Jalen Brown, yeah, they're contending for a championship, yeah, and he's got players that are actually going to be on the court. Absolutely, he allows Kyrie to talk him into going to and Brooklyn. He's got players that will want to be there, yeah, because you know Tatum and Brown would have loved Kevin Durant to sign there. Because they wanted him. They wanted him. And, you know, and it's like you look at the pieces. And like if you're signing Kevin Durant as a free agent, you're not giving anything up. So you got those pieces in place and adding Kevin Durant. Like. Yeah, he definitely made the wrong choice. He did make the wrong choice. Like he. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's going to regret it because I, I I think they missed the playoffs. I think it's a legit possibility. It, it is a possibility because when you that happens, when you break it all down, it is possible. It, when we talk about a leadoff, sorry, that would be our leadoff star. The Brooklyn Nets did not make the playoffs. You know, and after that cast, they got they have Boston coming up. Yeah. Now they've just gotten destroyed by Boston a couple of times. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Boston's looked very good against them. Now no they Durant. have KD no Durant. No yes, no Durant. But Kyrie, and Kyrie will be in playing in that game because it's in Boston. Right. So, so so there is no excuse after that. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, do I think they're going to put it together and and win? Yeah, I think they will win that game because they they're not going to want to. They, I think they're going to play godlike. To be honest with you. Because after the trouncing that they received from them the last couple of games, there's there's going to be some payback. But if they don't win that game, mm, 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 mm. so let's talk about another East team that we're really excited about. We'll bring up the two players that are currently on that team, and they just signed DeAndre Jordan. He cleared waivers. Um, do you think the Sixers are going all in now for a playoff run? With this move, well, this is basically what uh, Brooklyn tried to do last year by signing players that you know, mm -hmm. and it didn't work out for Brooklyn, and it still may not be working out for Brooklyn. But I don't know that this this gives them that that third guy that Jordan. they really needed. Jordan, listen. Jordan's only averaging four points, five point four rebounds. Yeah, but that's not what he brings to the table. No, this the is the third what he guy. To the might table. not look that third guy uh, in Chicago. Remember, was yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that was the yeah. third guy. Energy. So, like, he's not going to light up with points, but what he brings to the table is something yeah. else. This is how I looked at it. Embiid is averaging thirty-three minutes a game. That's three more minutes than he has in his career. This gives them a guy now who's playing about twelve minutes a game. To yep. spell Embiid, give him some rest so he's ready for the playoffs and not injured. Right. To me, this is the smartest move that any GM can make. 
I'm going to take my star play and I'm going to tell you, look, I'm going to give you less time because I got a guy in here now that can do not exactly what you can do, but he can do pretty close to what you can do. He can get yeah, us some rebounds. He can play defensively. Things, right. And that's all you're looking for. To me, this is a great move. And if you think about what the team around them now, Harden, Harris, Tobias Harris has played out of this world, especially yep. with Harden. Maxi has come on now as a player that is just turned a corner and become a, a legitimate, uh, you know, superstar in this league as well. Yeah. For them. Yeah. And they still get Curry. So I know. Look, I still can't believe that one. All still four, can't believe that one. All four of those players are averaging over 15 points a game. Obviously, yeah. Harden 20, 25, I think, and, and Embiid's at like 28, 29. And now you just give me a guy who can smell my best guy and give him less time so I can rest him for the last 20 games or so and be able to go full throttle in the playoffs? How yeah, because you want that? him to, you know, with Embiid, you build up a lead, so to speak, you know. And Look at when you, you have a comfortable lead. You're like Eminem right now. Embiid building up a lead. Oh, that's what that's I do. That's what I do. Um, so yeah, no, like, so he comes in when you have a lead and as long as he's playing solid defense and rebounding, that's what you need because, because while Embiid is on the seat, you got Curry that can come in and you have Harden. I'm just, drop the three. I'm just spitting rhymes right now. And, you know, and then you've got something really going coming off that bench and yeah. the bench. Look, we all know it's not the stars that are going to win, you know, the championship. Yeah. It's, it's what that bench does coming yeah. off the oh, bench yeah. because the, the, the stars are going to cancel each other out. You know, like most of them all have three, most of them, not the prove, not the Celtics, but you know, yeah. should have. Pretty close. But you know what? So they cancel no, I, each other out, and it's I, I that bench that wins the game. Listen, in 2007, when the Boston Celtics won the championship, they picked up James Posey. Yeah. In a trade. And his presence off the bench and what he meant to that team was far more than what Garnett Pierce and, and you know, Allen were doing because that's right. where they struggled is when they had these guys come off the bench. Who was the guy? And that's what they ended up doing. So I agree with you. I think this to me, I think Boston, the Boston Celtics are a legit contender. The one team I am fearful of right now in the East, though, is the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they've put together such a good team now. They have to be the favorites to win the East. They have to be. Yeah, I mean, that, Miami, that's a big piece to pick up. I mean, <laughs> you know, who's going to argue with that? Miami, Miami. I, I just don't trust it. I think they're good. I don't trust it. Milwaukee right. has not been the same Milwaukee we saw in the playoffs. Again, maybe they can turn the switch on and be that playoff team. They also have guys that can come off that bench as well. Yeah. So, you know, when I look at it, um, looks like it could be Philadelphia and Milwaukee um, taking it to the house because that bench, whoever's bench performs the best is going to go to the championship. Yeah, and that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I'm, listen, it's it's going to be a fun last, you know, month or so, a month and a half of basketball. And that's why. That's another reason why it's going to be difficult for KD to get there because, yeah. listen, so much ground now. 
Yeah. You're trying to make up ground. You don't want to. First of all, you got to play an extra game now yep. just to get in the playoffs. And you don't even know if you're going to have one of your players there, and not because of injury, because he may not be able to play in that city or town. Right. Right. So, I, I listen, I love what Philly did. And I'm not a 76. Believe so, me, if you're a Boston Celtic fan, you can't like the Sixes. So here's but a I conspiracy like the theory. <laughs> Do you think a city will go out of its way to make it so that way Kyrie can't play in that city? No. Unless, again, listen, as you start to see the COVID, yeah, a lot of COVID protocols are starting to step way back. Oh, I know um, they are, but unless, it could spark up again. And... I'm almost at, I'm the conspiracy theorist that thinks New York's going to change it prior so to the playoffs. Play. So oh, yeah. Can't play. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen more than the, the latter, unless, again, you get a spike. I mean, do they throw so fake numbers out? Maybe they throw fake numbers out and say, look, we had a spike and we, we have to yeah. be vaccinated. I, I wouldn't put it past anyone. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to venture down that road when it happens. Yeah. Listen, if you like what you're watching, check us out every Friday night. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We are on at 6 p.m. every night on Friday. We are live in Fan Interactive. So if you respond, we've had Dan and Manny jump in tonight and then they've been great they love football but we cover all topics if you want to check us out on social media we're at sports unfolded on facebook and twitter at broadcasting ri on twitter sports underscore unfolded on instagram don't have time to watch check us listen to us on our podcast amazon anchor google spotify and now tune in we are now on tune in as well if you're in southeast connecticut check us out on sec tv that's public access Channel 12, we are on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. So if you're watching that now, check us out on Friday nights at 6 p.m. We're really excited. If you'd like to sponsor the show, we are still looking, actively looking for sponsors. We need sponsors. Rhode Island, broad, ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. It's less than a cup of Starbucks coffee. We Thousands of eyes will be on your business daily. The, the best possible... Uh, promotions you can get uh, by literally giving us not much at all. Join us on Discord as well. We love Discord so much. We post all of our stuff on Discord as well. Those links are right up there now. Just follow those links uh, and join us on our Discord site. So Sports Unfolded Discord, Rhode Island Broadcasting Discord. And Rhode Island Broadcasting give you all the shows. If you want just Sports Unfolded exclusive, check us out on that Sports Unfolded as well. But we're everywhere now. There's no yep. way we're not trying to be. Yep. And V-O, V-E-O-H dot com. You know, so we uh, we got that started up. And, you know, hopefully hopefully uh, some more places very, very soon. I'm working on three or four more. Excellent. So One day left as well to cast your votes uh, yes. for our March Madness tournament. So if you haven't done this, check us out on our website. On, I, scratch that. Check us out on Facebook because I have not put it on a website. Uh, but uh, you can get all the links on the Facebook or Twitter. And join. Yeah, and and, up. and, and right, it's free. It's free to join. We're voting 64 of the top athletes from the 1980s to now. And who will be the greatest athlete of all time in that era? So you're talking about a good what? Eight, uh, 40 years. 
Yeah. Who's the best in the last 40 years? Make sure you vote. This is our, basically our March Madness tournament. We are dying to see. There's some close races out there right now. Some really um, interesting upsets that may happen. Posting one of the links right one now. Of the links right now. That's the so way. So if you're, if you're yeah, on so, right now, click that link. Yeah. So, um, and all you have to do is change the west to north, south, or east, and you can get all the brackets that way. Um, and just as a, a quick check, we have in that west is Magic Johnson is beating Jimmy Johnson. So we have Kobe Bryant and Diana Taurasi going up against each other, and oh, that is tied right now. 50-50 right now, right? That is tied. So, uh, so all you Kevin Durant fans that? better get up there because Jerry Rice is winning. So these this look their votes. You gotta you gotta vote to keep your your favorite in. Yeah. So and there's a lot of great athletes. There is no there is no matchup that is not no, a great matchup. Not easy. Tiger Woods versus John Elway. Yeah. You know? If I, you don't vote by tomorrow, you're unable to vote in the sixty four. Right. So then we're at the 32 mark. So if you want to make sure one of these athletes still get in and advance to the next round, make sure you vote by tomorrow. And we will post these links again tomorrow as the final day before we post to our 32. Yeah, it actually gets switched tomorrow morning. Oh, um, so today's the last day. So get in there today. Get All in right. there today. That would probably be the wisest thing. And remember, once you vote on West, just type in East or south or north and you can see all the athletes so they are they are from all over the place so you know so you're gonna have players you know soccer players beckham beckham you know cristiano ronaldo yeah nascar in there with jimmy johnson absolutely so, so a bit of everything. everything olympics michael phelps is yep. in there usain bolt yep jackie so, Kersey. Oh, yes. I mean, we got them all. We got them all in there. So check that out and uh, vote. Make sure you vote. Today's the last day. And then we go on to 32. To 32. NHL time, my hockey guru. You know how excited you are. So there's been a trade. San Jose Sharks traded for goalie uh, Alex Stalock from Edmonton. Uh, looks like a, as a backup role. But what are some of your anticipated moves that may be coming this week? Are let, let me throw a couple names first. Are these guys moving this week? Mark Andre Fleury. Mm, that's a possibility for this week. JT Miller. Probably not. Red, not last, this week. Last day deal. Okay. Uh, that might be that might be at the very end because Vancouver's got to decide where they're going to sell or not. They uh, five decide. Five pizza time. Thank you so much. Pizza, which I might have to order some pizza tonight. Now that you said yeah. it, Teenage Mutant so, Ninja Turtles too. So, Love well, it. I wouldn't mind them bringing me the pizza. <laughs> but look, first of all, that San Jose trade um, to me that signifies they're trading some. They're trading one of their goaltenders. Now I looked at their goaltending. Um, they have Hill, Reamer. And uh, Sorchenko. Sorchenko seems to be taking the spot away from them. So my guess is 
Rima is is or Rhymer, however you want to say it, or Raymer. Potato, potato. <laughs> um, he is probably going to be the one to get traded. Um, if people are interested in getting a goaltender as a backup, um, I don't think a team that needs a goaltender to win is going to get him. He is strictly as a safety precaution for a team. So it'd be like a third rounder, maybe second. I doubt second, but probably a third rounder for a goaltender um, of their caliber. So that trade was because they're going to move somebody. And so that is that could happen real soon. So, so they didn't make that deal just because they want four yeah. goaltenders. They, they yeah. made that deal because somebody's going. Maybe That's two of them. So they could trade Hill and Reamer. So that's why that trade was made. Um, look, there's look, there's a there's a lot of of jockeying um, with players right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's when when is the first chip going to fall? And like we had just mentioned, uh, JT Miller, I don't expect that to happen anytime yeah. soon. Yep, and it makes sense. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, the quality of play you're getting, usually it's towards the end of the, the right. deadline where people are desperate and they maybe give you more than what. Exactly. So, so some of those big players, is there one player we should be looking for this week that you you think would definitely be on the market? Um, well, or off think, the market as well. Um, you're looking at players like Cal Clutterbuck. Um, a team that that could make a splash could be Minnesota because I truly believe that Cal Clutterbuck is going to go to Minnesota. Um, I know the the Rangers are interested in him. I don't see him going to the Rangers. It's not going to be. It's not going to because they're going to look for bigger things. So they're going to have to wait a little to get the bigger guys. Um, you know. So, again, like in Boston, Jake DeBrusque, that trade, you know, him asking for a trade is still on the table. So he has not rescinded that that request, and which is too bad because he's playing so well now. Um, I think you could see Toronto trying to make a pitch um, for players like. Jacob Chikrin or Ben Chiro, Um, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to get Ben Chiro, And I think they pretty much already know that. So I'm expecting PK Subban to be unloaded and he could be the first defenseman unloaded. Um, so probably, probably look for that because I know Toronto needs to get help on defense. And that, that seems to be, what I believe could happen is is Toronto getting him first. So my prediction is Toronto is going to draw first blood on the the top players, yeah. um, you know, and I think that's where it's going to go. Um, and then, you know, a couple other players could move. Uh, somebody like a Mark Giordano, that could be one of the players that get moved you know, relatively soon. 
because people are going to want their defensemen, and I think yeah. they're going to overpay for them now. Then, then, then wait. You know, then get desperate losing. and to get them. So, so PK Subban and I would say Giordano could be the first two pieces moved um, this week. Other than that, you know, Cal Clutterbuck as a forward yeah. could be the first one to go on that. I don't think those bigger forwards. Like Claude Giroux, um, Phil Kessel, you know, I think the, and JT Miller and Jake DeBrusque will all come later on. Yeah, yeah, you know, it makes sense. You're right. It makes and, sense. And with Boston, it's all because they have to figure out, you know, what they want to do. Maybe try to get Krejci in here, and I think that's what the Bruins are waiting for right now. I think they're they're trying to to lure Krejci back into the fold. And if they can't do that, then they're going to go elsewhere. And they have to do it relatively soon. And the stock on DeBrusque is climbing like crazy. Yeah. And yeah. he's playing so, well. It makes you know, sense. So that's what the bigger players are going are gonna to be off the board later. Yeah. Um, defensemen, however, those guys could start. Once, you know, if P.K. Subban and Chirot – and um, Giordano, those guys start getting moved sooner. I think defensemen more likely sooner because of they want to see yeah. what they got. Sure it up before they, they, they're gone. Exactly. So so I think the defensemen will be the first ones to go. Um, Fleury could, could be probably in about a week, I'd say, because, again, you know, Washington is probably going to go after him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the logical spot. Um, you know, l- let's see if they have enough to get him. To learn, yeah. That that could be, you know, that that could be where the problem lies. Um, some other team might might overpay for him, and then Washington could be out. Yeah, you know. So then you could find Washington going after a player like Reamer. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be a disaster for them, though. So so let's stay on the hockey for a second. And we're going to look at the Western Conference. Yes. Um, and the East is pretty well set. When you look at the yeah, playoff picture, it's going to be extremely odd that the, the eight teams that are in now aren't getting in. They, right, because Columbus they, is ninth and yeah. they're 10 points behind. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty secure. The West, on the other hand, the mess. current standings now, the Kings are in the seventh spot, correct? No. They're in the sixth spot, right? Or in fifth. Uh, They're in fifth. They're in yeah. fifth with 65 points. Edmonton is sixth at with 64 points. Currently, the last two in for the wild card would be Nashville and Vegas at 64 points. So they're all tied, those three. The next three teams are all within four points of the eighth place. Dallas is 63 points, Anaheim at 61, and Vancouver at 60. So if you're doing the math right now, what's that? One, two, three, four, seven teams that are still alive just for the yeah. bottom half of the world. And this is why I say JT Miller isn't going anywhere until they're clear of what they want to do. Yeah. Are they, again, they're in the playoff race. Why right. would you get rid of one of your top players if you don't? Right. I looked at Vegas' third easiest schedule remaining. So from a standpoint of probably being in, good shot. 
Dallas, fifth easiest. So they're a team out right now only by a point. Dallas yeah. could sneak in. Edmonton, oh, they're not sneaking in. They're getting in. Edmonton could fall out. They're fifth hardest schedule remaining. Fifth hardest. Yeah. So Edmonton could, could be out unless they make a good move, like you said, defensively. Pick up a defenseman to shore that piece up. They have the scorers. Yeah. They have the scorers, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and again... Uh, with Edmonton, I think they, I think they're gonna, they might be out of luck, you know, because like, I don't know if they're gonna get a piece that they need desperately. I mean, they still could work out something, but it's it's gonna be hard because everybody's looking for those same pieces, you know. So you got, got Dallas in. Is Edmonton the team that's out? Um, I actually have Nashville out. Nashville out. Okay. So yeah, seventh hardest have, federal remaining. So they they they've got a tough stretch here. Yeah. So I have Colorado, Calgary, St. Louis, um, Minnesota, L.A., Edmonton, in that order. And then I have Dallas getting that first wild card spot. Okay. And I have oh actually. Yeah, have Vegas getting that last wild card spot. So they leapfrog Vegas, but Vegas stays in. Okay. Yeah, so so like with Vegas it's it's because of injuries right now. Yeah. Like they have Pacioretty out, you know, they have Stone out. Now, when these guys come back, they're gonna have a problem because they're not gonna have enough space on the cap. So when Stone comes back they're going to have to trade somebody and that that player is probably Riley Smith. Yeah. Because they have to clear that much cap and I think it's like 3 million plus. So they will have to trade Riley Smith and it will most likely be for a draft pick. So so that's why I have Vegas in that last spot because they got some problems right now. Yeah. So and it'll be interesting know, it's going to be a fun end of the year for hockey. Oh, absolutely. And they so, look especially in the Western Conference. The Listen, the East, the East is just positioning at this point. But yeah. the West, there's so many crucial games that it, we're going to have to be paying attention to what's going on in the Western Conference. Yeah, you look at look at Boston's record, and it's like, how are they in a wild yeah. card spot? Yeah. You it's put them thing. in, you know, put them in the Western Conference. They they're winning that division or yeah. right behind Colorado. Yeah. That's <laughs> It's insane. Let's go on to our face-off, my friend. Okay. This one, you're first this week. So we are gonna we are gonna decide which Boston team will advance advance further in the playoffs this season. The Boston Celtics or the Boston Bruins. Which team is going further in the playoffs? You get to pick first. So which team are you just are you defending? Okay, so so this is what I need to know. Okay. Who who are they currently uh, scheduled to play in the playoffs? Four, Celtics five, are what? Number five? Milwaukee right now. Yeah, so probably Milwaukee. Okay. Boston. And the Bruins right now would be playing who? Um, Is it Tampa Bay? It's Tampa 2, right? Because Boston's 7, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, so it would be Florida, right? 
Because Carolina's first. I think Florida's second. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that matters. So, all right. So with that, I would have to say the Bruins. Okay, go ahead. And it's, and it's, go ahead. And, look, you got your minute. Go ahead. It's because of the fact that, look, the, the Celtics will have to play Milwaukee. I, I don't see them beating Milwaukee. Look, I don't see the Bruins beating Florida, Florida. either. Well, there you go. But, You're making my argument is, for me. No, 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 wait. Wait, so they're both going out in the first round, okay? Oh, now you're going to go six games versus seven games? Exactly. No, I exactly. Right I Listen. Exactly. The Boston Celtics, we just said it. The only team I really fear in the East is probably the 76ers. They can beat any team any given night. We just watched them. Listen, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, we thought was uh, the one of the top three teams in the West, which is a much better conference, and the Boston Celtics just beat them. By yeah. 15, 20 yeah. points. Yep. They're, the Boston Celtics defensively are playing better than any team in basketball right now. Right. That wins in the playoffs. Yep. That wins in the playoffs. And you can you could sit here and say the Bruins are going to play seven games, but I don't even know if they – teams in the East are so much better than they are. Okay, the since January, the Bruins are second in the league in points. Behind Colorado. Yeah. So, you know, you can play those numbers as any way you want. But if you look at the matchups, I don't see the Celtics being able to contain Milwaukee in a seven game, in a series, in any series, whether it's five or seven. You know, and and I don't see the Bruins being able to do it either. Listen, the coach, they've bought into to Aduka now. They're playing defense. They're moving the ball. They are more efficient. This is what we expected the Boston Celtics to be for right. the last and year. I, and I get it, Eric. But and we I, also me, don't know what the Bruins are going to do yet as far as, you know, what they're going to bring in. You I know, and it's like it, right now you can't tell. It, like comparing the two is almost impossible until we know their rosters. Yeah, like their, their playoff yeah, rosters. I still say – Celtics I think it, second round, Boston losing the first, Bruins losing the first no, round. No, there's no way. I think they both lose in the first round. Right. And, we'll you see. know, because of we'll the see. matchups. We'll see. Clearly won that. Because you, you even made argument anything. No, no. Pick, pick and roll time, my friend. Pick and roll. You're out of your mind. You think you I win am, everything and you so lose in my mind every right single now. one. So in my mind. Pick and roll time. Best segment on the show. We are going to do. The greatest number nines of all time since it's episode nine of season two. Really excited with these athletes, Drew Brees, Lisa Leslie, Ted Williams, Gordy Howe, and Bob Pettit. All phenomenal number nines in their career, but we're going to rank them five through one, five being the least of the nine, one being the best nine of all time. Ron, you are up first. All right. So we left out Maurice Richard. Yeah. From yes. Montreal. Yeah. Like, he, look, he didn't have a point per game. He fell like eight points short for a <laughs> point per game, you know? Oh, stinks. Yeah. And and he's not even the good brother, you know? He was the lesser brother. So he only won eight championships. 
Henri Richard won 11. Wow. <laughs> so, so we didn't have the good Richard to be in there. So we kind of left him out. Gotcha. Um, number, number five, my friend. Look, what number five, um, to me, I don't even think this was close. <laughs> I think I would actually put I, Maurice Richard in here rather than this. Drew yep. Brees. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees, um, you know, 13 Pro Bowls, one championship. Um, did he win an MVP? He didn't win an MVP, no. did he? No. Uh, 80,000 so, yards yep. passing, yep. 171 touchdowns. So if you look at. Yeah. You know, the record, 172 and 14, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yeah. Yes. Um, Like, those are great numbers. Yeah. But they don't compare to the other four. So you want the kicker real quick? The site that I get most of these from, he was ranked number one. I know. I saw that. I was like, what are they thinking? Yeah, I don't know what they're How are you putting him ahead of the other four? And one of the people on this list wasn't even on it. Ron always comes up. They're always looking for the best one. So we we caught Lisa Leslie, which they didn't even have on the list. No, I couldn't believe it. All right. So number four, I have Bob Pettit. And, like, he could have gone higher. Right? It's just insane. Like, okay, so his numbers in 792 games, 26.4 points, 16.2 points. Right. Amazing. <laughs> and three assists, um, 11-time All-Star. He had he had two MVPs. Yeah. Um, he's won two scoring titles. Yeah. And a rookie of the year, and one championship in the NBA. He also had one. Um, well, I, I, what's the TRB? What is that? Uh, it's a rebound champ. Total rebound champ. Okay, so you know, I mean, these numbers. These these are great numbers. You know, I'm surprised he only had 11 All Stars. To be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so he has he's at number four for me. Number three, I put Lisa Leslie. 363 games, 17.3 points per game, 9.1, and then 2.4 assists. Yeah. Eight time all-star. Yeah. Two championships. Three MVPs, three MVPs, and the site that I was looking at didn't even have all the numbers. No. Two-time so, defensive player of the year as well, right? And two-time right. finals MVP. So the two times she went to the finals, yeah, she's she godlike. Yeah, she's godlike. That's that is a WNBA legend right yes. there. Without Lisa a doubt. Leslie, without a doubt, without even question, like. All right, then it came to the top two, and I had a real problem with this. In essence, I think Ted Williams is the better player, and that is saying a lot. Yeah. But, but I put him at number two, and I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you all the the stats. 122.1 122.1 war. That's his war number. 122. 
wins above replacement. Yeah. Home runs, 521. He only had 521. Yeah. 344 batting average. Over 1,800 RBIs, over like too shy of 1,800 runs. Um, he won the Triple Crown, not once, but twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. Isn't that insane? It's crazy. Six-time batting champion. Yeah. Two-time MVP. 19 All-Stars. This man served in the war, not once. But twice you went on two tours. So when you put all those numbers, that 521, he lost out on several years because of fighting for his country. Yeah. The only problem, he didn't win a championship. No ring. No ring. No rings. This man is clearly the best number nine yeah but but the fact he didn't have championships doesn't make him that okay i see where you go and that was that was hard because like i really want to put ted williams on the top yeah i know you would i really do but number number one one. i had to go with gordy howe hockey guy see as usual it's not had nothing to do with a hockey guy I was a baseball okay. fan before a hockey fan. Okay. Okay. Easy, easy, I'm just saying. 1,700-plus games. This man is one of two players to get 800 goals. He had 801. Mm-hmm. 1,049 assists. Yes, sir. He was a plus 160 for yep. his career. Game-winning goals? 121 game wow. when he goes. <laughs> he is responsible for 121 wins. That's a season and a half. <laughs> that Just is morning goals. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane because most players can get like two or three. Yeah. In a year. That's 121. If you were getting two or three a year. That's a lot of that's what 60 yeah, years. That's a long time, yeah. <laughs> Oldest NHL player in history, then. Yes. 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 And he actually is anyway. Yeah. He played in like so 50, five right? decades. Yeah. Yeah. So his is other part of what he does. 21 all-star games. That was insane. I saw that. I was like, wow. 21 all-star games, six scoring champs. Like, yep, you know that's and six MV six MVPs, six MVPs. The all the others combined had seven. By the way, he has won four Stanley Cups, and before he went into the National Hockey League, yep, when his stats didn't count, (laughs) yeah. He won two WHA championships, which is what the merge was. Yeah. That's what he, you know, and it, look, these, these are numbers for days, numbers for days. Like, you know, you can, you can make, you can make, you know, Ted Williams, your number one, if you wish to. And, you know, I'm okay with that. 
but I couldn't because of those championships. Like, yeah, no, like I, I, I had a tough time even not putting Lisa Leslie ahead of him. Yeah. So, my friend, what a, like this is an incredible. This was a great list. This was a great list. I'm going to tell you something. You don't hear it too. Often. You're right. Yeah. You nailed it. We have the exact same list. I started you the know, same way. It's happened more often than what we. Yeah. This. Yes, it is. So. Um, I did note Ted Williams, sixth all-time in batting average in Major League Baseball history. So you think yeah. about just the amount of players that have played the game. He's sixth yeah. all-time at and 344. Look, back then, and Ty Cobb's was... the lead at 368, I think it yeah. was. Ty yeah, Cobb. ridiculous. He died almost batted 400 for his career. I That's know. Insane. I know. <laughs> but Gordie Howe, fourth all-time in scoring Yeah, as well. So just you talk about two – Players in in those leagues eras in history, yeah. their names will always be mentioned. They're always going to. By the time these guys fall out of the top ten, me and you will by far not be here. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true, right? This is so, true. so they they are they they are legends. Um, the both of them. I love the fact that you you know came up with the Lisa Leslie thing because again she is she's an idol in the WNBA. I think she was one of the first women to dunk in a game. Yeah. And you know just what she was able to do, and then Bob Pettit with that 16 rebounds, and I'm like, it's you don't even. I, I saw about that, it. and I'm like, really? <laughs> 26 and 16, pretty damn impressive. And again, you, Drew Brees, no slouch in his like, career, 80,000 yards. But out of you, these five, like, Eric, when you look at the numbers for Pettit, okay, you look at the league leaders this year. 11 rebounds leads the yeah. league. Yeah. 11 per game. Yeah. He averaged in his career 16. Yeah. <laughs> 16. So, just insane. Just so insane. he's had years that it's been more than that. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Just a great pick and roll, my friend. That was really good. If you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. We are live. We are fan interactive. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We are always live on Fridays at 6 p.m. You can follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter. Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Don't have time to watch? Listen to us on Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify, and now tune in. If you're in Southeast Connect Connecticut, check us out, SECTV. That's Public Access Channel 12. We are on on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. So if you're watching it now, check us out on Friday nights at 6 p.m. You can also follow us on Discord. So we have a couple of discords. We have Sports Unfolded Discord. Right there is the link. We always post uh, daily on that. And then also Rhode Island Broadcasting. So if you'd like to check out some of the other shows and see what else Rhode Island Broadcast has to offer, check them out on Discord there. If you'd like to sponsor the show, email us at ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. And you can sponsor our show for less than a cup of coffee. It's worth it. You'll have thousands of eyes on your business. You'd be able to, to be worldwide and also help Sports Unfolded continue to grow and do even more. And do more for your business as well. So check us out. Email us. ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. Ron, we are going to bring up our predictions, my friend, because we have had an interesting week. So I won last week. So I've gained a, a, a step here again in, in, in the prediction. So I'm one game behind you. 
Yeah, but I'm still just, not happy where, where I am, though. I was just saying, I was just talking about Coach K. And he won 76% of his games. We've been doing this for what? Two months? <laughs> and we can't even get, we can't even crack. Yeah, but, but to be honest and to be fair to us, we are picking games that are two good teams all yeah. the time. Yeah. So there's no clear who wins what game, you know, like we are not putting, you know, like Milwaukee versus Detroit here, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not what we do. We are definitely doing the cream of the crop, but um, that's how we stand currently. Uh, let's see how we do this week. And uh, you'll lead off, and then I'll, t- I'll do the second match. We'll keep uh, – we'll rotate here. <laughs> Three, five. Got the Calgary Flames at the Aval- uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Colorado's at home. I think they're the better team. Um, I think, you know, because of some losses here and there, I think Colorado – knows how important this game is as does Cal- as does Calgary yeah you know but i think colorado knows that they have to prove to everybody that they are the team to beat and i think colorado playing at home is going to want to display that at home to their fans against probably the only contender right now in the west yeah so i'm going colorado uh i have to agree with you colorado at home uh again two uh, West Western Conference. I think Colorado is going to want to prove a point that they're the elite in the West and at home. So we're, they're going to they're going to go all out on that game. Three seven, L.A. Kings at the Boston Bruins. To your point, second since January, Boston in points scored. I think the team has finally turned that corner. Swayman has been oh remarkable. Um, so again, if uh, I'm hoping he's playing, which they they've said they're going to give him more time between the pipes. I'm going Boston here. Uh, I just think the Bruins at home are going to be able to take, uh, you know, L.A. from a long West Coast and be able to take them out. Yeah, I agree with you also. Um, Look, L.A. just got trounced by the Bruins. Um, I don't see anything changing except for maybe one or two less goals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I got a feeling that, um, you know, LA is a little overmatched with the Eastern Conference teams. And, yeah. you know, they're a product of the West, unfortunately. So I go Boston. Agree. 3 8, New York Rangers at the Minnesota Wild. Okay. So this is, these are two teams that, you know, seem to seem to like stay right there, you know, in the standings. Um, They're not, you know, overtaking anybody. They're not, you know, losing ground on anybody. Um, But these are two teams that are going in towards the trade deadline. And they both have something to prove, you know, because I think in a lot of cases, the players that they're seeking are going to be a lot of the same. And, you know, the Rangers need a victory on the road. They got to stop playing, you know, great hockey against good teams on the road because they need to figure out what they do need and if they are going to go all in. Uh, Minnesota, you know, it's a smaller market. Um, They're playing at home. There's a little bit of comfort zone there. Um, 
I think the Rangers come in and they take it to them, and I think the Rangers are going to win. I circled the Rangers already. I agree with you. I think the Rangers win that game. 3-5, Philadelphia 76ers at the Miami Heat. I've obviously told you how much I love the 76ers, so the obvious choice would be the, the Sixers in this. I'm going Miami at home because they seem to play up to the competition and have beaten the very good teams and lost the bad teams. And they sat some players this week to give them some rest so that a lot of these guys will be, you know, raring to go, including Jimmy Butler. I'm going Miami at home. Yeah, I went total opposite direction on this one. Um, I, I don't know. I just think I just think um, the addition that 76 has just made is going to yep. make a big difference in this one. Uh, I don't think the Miami bench is going to be able to handle it. And I think I think Philadelphia takes this one. Okay. All right. Three six Brooklyn Nets at the Boston Celtics. God. Kyrie will be in. Durant's back. I'm gonna go. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna go Brooklyn. I'm gonna go Brooklyn. Ah, look. I haven't circled yet. I want to go Boston so bad, but every time I have, they've let me down. Yeah, I don't, time do I, well go, this I, I don't do well with I'm Celtics. I don't do well with Celtics. And I haven't done well with Brooklyn either. So <laughs> that's that's the hesitation. I'm I don't think go I Brooklyn got, as well. I, think I haven't Kyrie. got a Boston one right, and I'm like like one and four with Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Brooklyn as well. Three six uh, Phoenix at Milwaukee. Obviously, Chris Paul not being. Uh, on the Suns, uh, Booker is in the protocol, but yet they came out and they blew out the last opponent they they faced. But I feel like the Bucks need to start to play better basketball. I think they understand the urgency of it. They're at home. I'm going Milwaukee. Yeah, I have I have Milwaukee circled. Um, it wasn't even a question. Even if Booker was going to be playing, um, I would still take Milwaukee in this situation. Look, Milwaukee is turning on that um, playoff button. Yeah. And they they know that they can take the conference and then have a nice, easier ride. Uh, so they they are going to turn it on, and I okay. think it's going to start nice. right here. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. 3-5. So tomorrow night, big UFC 272 matchup. Former best friends, Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Who do you got? Oh, is it my turn? It's my turn. No, it's your turn. No, it's it my turn. Your, your turn. My um, is, is this their what? What fight is this with them two? It's their first. It's their first one, right? First one, welterweight. Uh, they were former sparring partners, and then you know, just basically came up the ranks, and something went bad somewhere. Um. Hmm. I'm going to go with Colby Covington because, you know, anybody that has a name Colby. <laughs> I uh, like you this on. That's awesome. He has to be tough. <laughs> so, Colby you know, Covington. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't sound like the name sounds like, you know, some guy in, you know, an office building somewhere, yeah. you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to send a rocket into space or something, you know. Um, so 
So I think he'd have to be a little tougher. Yeah. You know, Colby just Covington, because. honestly, is, is a more pure fighter. Um, does a lot of the wrestling. Jorge Masvidal uh, is a, a, a big hit, big punch guy. If he gets right, you, right. if he catches him early, he could win. Yeah. But I'm going Col- Covington as well. The younger fighter. Uh, so a little less wear and tear on this. So we got one different, and that'll be the Philadelphia-Miami game. We'll keep an eye on that. So when is the when is the Duke-North Carolina game? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. North Carolina is horrible. I think they blew them up by 40 the last time Duke played. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It's not even – yeah, it's not even worth – hence why we didn't we didn't do it. Yeah. So as we normally do, how we end our show, we do our final thought. Doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It can be about anything going on in the world today. Judging by your face, Ron, you're not quite sure what your final thought is. Uh, but you are first this week, my friend. So have at it. Okay. All right. So my final thought is going out to all of these um, companies, leagues, um, countries that have all started to band together band together not band together but they are banning together uh russia and you know for all these various leagues and and things um it's it's funny that it took russia to um invade a country and has all these countries now banding together and uniting for a cause it it would it would be nice and wonderful to see this as an everyday thing from here on out so that way we can we can just begin to do the right things to people as a whole and to countries so that way we don't have anything like this happen again you know and i commend all these these leagues and stuff that are doing this. And uh, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, not because of yourself, yeah. you know, preservation or any sort of numbers, you know, it should be done for the right reasons. So I, I like how everybody's getting united over it. Um, it would be nice if certain other big countries like China would also participate in all of this um but you know you know it is what it is and hopefully we can all move on and everybody becomes safe yeah it's right work together be a better world no great point run exactly i'm gonna throw out some numbers for you my final thought first 27.5 points a game 7.9 rebounds 8.3 assists why does that have some bearing because my final thought is on caitlin clark Sophomore, six foot sophomore from Iowa, women's basketball. If you have not seen this young lady play, phenomenal player, exciting, shoots like Steph Curry, half courts. I mean, it doesn't matter. We don't give credit enough to the women's NCAA tournament and some of these players that are out there. Then they don't have the same luxuries as the men to come out as, as you know, sophomores. They've got to wait till their senior years before they can go to the pros start to pay attention to some of these players. Cause they are phenomenal players. You know, I am in, in Connecticut and Paige Becker is one of the top players in the country and her being out, you could see how it affected that UConn team. These players are special. 
we don't take enough time to enjoy them, watch them, and pay attention to that tournament, there's two tournaments going to happen in March. There's the men's, there's the women's. Check out the women's tournament because there are some phenomenal players. If you look at those numbers, I put those up against any man playing in those tournaments this this uh, this upcoming March. And fundamentals. And fundamentals. So much better. So much better. But yes, I just are. wanted to bring up the fact that they don't get enough credit. Last year, I, they had sent the pictures of the locker rooms and how they, their training facilities were so much different than the men. Stop. Appreciate these women for what they do and how right. special they really are. And that's my final thought. Ron, yeah, and you look, you have a everybody has a chance this summer to to go further and support the WNBA, yeah. especially yeah. if baseball is not going to be around. Yeah. Yeah. No, great point. I know I'm going to be watching. Yeah, without a doubt. Even if there is baseball. <laughs> yeah. So, so excited. Great show tonight, man. Thank you so much. What a great show we've had today. Everybody that's joined, Dan, Manny, Stream, thanks for the uh, pizza time. Sorry. Thanks for the bits. A great, great show today. Uh, we'll be back on uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. Check us out live. And our rankings will be out on Monday. So NHL and, and NBA vote. rankings. And vote. Today, last day to vote. Get your votes in. Do not forget to vote for your top athletes of the 80s to today. Ron, appreciate your time, brother. Great show. Fans out there that are watching live. We appreciate you fans that are going to be watching later on. Always a pleasure. Support us. Thank you so much. Peace. Have a great night.